Well, just there's so much we have to overcome just to walk out our front door in this country. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just like there's so much that you can just name any group, and we have to take on so much. And that's not to say that every underestimated or underrepresented founder should be invested in, or is fantastic, or is even a good person, because it's just not true. But it's if you have made something happen for yourself as an underrepresented, underestimated founder. Especially in the U.S., it has been against all odds. And let me just go ahead and see if I can put some of that money back into founders who deserve it. Welcome to the Undefeated Underdogs podcast, where I unpack and narrate stories of ambitious people who turn obstacles into opportunities. My goal for this podcast is to create a platform to narrate underdog stories and maybe play a small, teeny tiny role in inspiring you. I intend to highlight the underdog mentality and make authentic conversations with people who play the long game, take action with the chip on their shoulder, and convert obstacles into opportunities. Buckle up, as I'll be bringing some authentic founders, VCs, community builders, and content creators who got underestimated their whole lives, and yet they beat all the odds to become insanely successful. Now, today I want to tell you a little bit about our awesome sponsor, Acquire.com. Selling a business is as tough as building a business. As someone who went through this process once, selling my own startup, I know the pain it takes to get to the end zone. This is where our sponsor shines. Imagine this, you're a founder who's built a solid SaaS product, acquired customers, and generating consistent monthly revenue. The problem is, you're not growing for whatever reason. Lack of focus, lack of skill, or just plain lack of interest, and you feel stuck. What should you do? The story I'd like to hear is you buckle down, somehow reignited the fire, get past yourself and the cliches and start working on your business rather than just in the business. You start building an audience, move out of your comfort zone to do sales and marketing. And in six months, you triple your revenue. The reality isn't as simple. Situations may be different from every founder facing these crossroads, but too many times the story ends up being one of inaction and stagnation until the become business the business becomes less valuable or worse, worthless. If you find yourself here or your story is likely headed down a similar road, I offer you a third option. Consider selling your business on acquire.com. Capitalizing on the value of your time is a smart move. Acquire.com is free to list and they've helped hundreds of founders already. Go to try.acquire.com slash Sharath and see for yourself if this is the right option for you. Now, let's get into today's episode. My next guest went from homeless to breaking barriers in VC, championing diversity and inclusivity in, in many founders who are underrepresented, minority, you may call it, whatever you want to call. She's a powerhouse. She's the dynamic force behind Backstage Capital, a VC firm who tirelessly advocates underrepresented overachievers in startup industry. They made over 200 plus investments, including Maven, Candidly, and so on and so forth. I can go on and on. And she's also the founder of High Runner. And she was, I think she is a tour manager right now as well, which is something I'm very excited about to talk. But it's none other than Arlen Hamilton. Welcome to the show. how are you feeling today? Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm feeling all right. Yeah, I'm feeling feeling pumped about everything. 
Awesome. Yeah. Right off the bat, I, uh, so one of the thing I didn't mention the, you know, in the intro, she's also the author of It's About Damn Time. It's one of my favorite books I've added to my collection in 2023. I'm Thank fortunate you. that I met Arlen in person in HubSpot event uh, recently happened. And this is like a signed copy. So I'm, I'm stoked hey. for that. 10 years, 10 years from the now, down the line, I, I would be like showing this to my kids. You know? So <laughs> uh, right off the bat, I have this question. I recently saw you post on LinkedIn about uh, you're on a mission to empower thousand millionaires yes. who are like, you know, underrepresented, you know, who comes from, you know, people like me, like who are brown, black, mm -hmm. uh, who are minorities. So Talk to me about it. Why do you care so much about that particular aspect? And what is, what is something that you're, you're planning to do to achieve that goal? Yeah. So the, first of all, I'll say the word that I use and I have trademarked in two countries is underestimated. Underestimated. Wow. Trademarked in, and the second part is this is my new book. Your First Million is my new book. And it's I really break down why I want to empower 1,000 new millionaires who represent the demographics of the country. Um, mm. and, and just generally, it is, I'm not, a, I don't really hate billionaires. You know, some people hate billionaires just because I don't really, but I think that one person having a thousand million dollars is pretty full on. And wouldn't it be interesting if there were a thousand millionaires who could collectively have like even more power and more influence on the quality of life that we get to have. That to me is a thesis that I'm willing to try to play out and see how that works out. And so um, I just think we have a lot of time to make up for, as I talked about, and it's about damn time. There's a lot of time we have to make up for, so I called it that. And one of the ways we can do that is to empower ourselves to, you know, look at it. We don't have to all be, rolling in dough we don't all have to have fl flossy things but if we are all if we have what i call mini empires you know small empires um and we can collectively say where dollars are spent i think that's very powerful and that's a, a, a future that i want to see so i say over the next one uh, the next 10 years i want to help create and catalyze 1000 new millionaires you're just giving me chills and I got already goosebumps when you, when you mentioned so uh, with so conviction that you want to do this with an intention, right? Mm. And I, this, this, your, your answer reminded me of a famous uh, Jay-Z lyric, which is what's better than one billionaire too, right? Like I think, yeah, you know, exactly, so exactly. what's better than probably like, you know, one billionaire, thousand millionaires is what yes. I feel like is what you you're aiming it. for. You get it. And yeah, because I, I can, I can see where you're coming from because it's, it's an abundant world and mm. the more people who empower more people we can generate or help is basically is going to be positive some game and startups are always positive some, yeah. uh, follow up to that. How you want to achieve that? Like, do you have like a, like a strategy or a roadmap that you want to reveal? I know you, you, you kind of express in that book, which is, which haven't mm -hmm. been on in public. It's not available till January, if I'm not wrong. Yes, uh, I don't know when this comes out, but January 2nd is the is the book launch date. So you're either hearing this for the first time, you can get it, or you can pre-order it. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm going to pre-order it for sure. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. But yeah, do you have you do have you laid down a plan uh mm-hmm. how are you going from 0 to 1 to n in this process of, you know, making 100 mil 1000 millionaires? Yeah, so there's th- three main ways. So the book itself, Your First Million, is an offshoot of a podcast that I've had for four and a half years called Your First Million. So you can listen to the mm-hmm. audio of that for four years, or I recently in this, in the last 12 months, launched mm-hmm. a, a video version of it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. just really taking the media, taking the book and the podcast, and if people consume a few hours of that, of both there's such a foundation i just got off of a call with about 75 people who are on my book launch team who volunteered to be on it and they each wow. were telling me different parts of the book that really resonated with them and wow. more more people than not said that just the idea that i can make a million dollars or i can have a million dollars i didn't even believe that before i read the book and that's just the beginning right so look mm-hmm. i interview people from all walks of life who have made their first million and a lot more in some cases and that so that way of like helping the mindset shift is through the media then mm. i have if you go to arlen's first million a r l a n s firstmillion.com i mm. have a 1 hour video that tells you how i made my first million step by step and in that you also learn about a program called spark that i have that kind of teaches every week like truly oh. like how to make a million dollars um right. and there's a podcast episode i have that's like 1 million dollars in 24 months like on your first million like i have all these different things and then the third big piece is the event that i'm doing in april so mm-hmm. april 9th through the 12th just like we met oh. at a big event right we met at inbound yeah. which is a huge yeah. event yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to put on an event like that, but obviously not that big, but a, a big event. So we're having right. an event uh, April 9th through the 12th, 2024 in Los Angeles called Your First Million Live. And that's wow. where if the book and the podcast and Spark and all the things have kind of got, got you on the right path to start and you're working on things, you ha- I, I say this, it's not Netflix. You have to, you can't just watch it or listen to it. You have to do something. you know that I talk about but if that has you really um inspired and you're moving you're making moves and then you want to convene with the people who are also learning this along the way that's where mm-hmm. we get together so there'll be several thousand people there and each year this i this will be a 10 year annual event and every year more and more people will go on stage who have become millionaires or have made their first million wow and we will track well I think yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of like a like Apple's WWDC conference mm-hmm. celebrating developers, yeah, kind of celebrating millionaires who are in the making, who are yes. manifesting to become one, yes, and who, are, who who wants to get inspired from. I like the the community angle as well because it's it's not just you're broadcasting this book and saying hey, you can get you can do it, mm. but let's also gather together and. show each other like you know brotherhood or whatever you want to call it, like that camaraderie where mm-hmm. we all can win together so i i like that's why i was very fascinated about when i met you is that you're such a such a warm person to like really approach and because you're egoless you're you you've came from level 0 you know the you know the drill and the struggle so you know how people uh 
crave about like you know authenticity and all that so that's why that that really attracted me and i appreciate you for you know for welcoming me and you know being on the, you know on the show today uh, i love that i love that i'm rooting for you all and probably what i'm manifesting is i will be probably like the one of the thousand millionaires you yes, know yes that's what i want you know ubs the wealth management company says that in 2027 there will be 86 million millionaires across the world that's wow. you know a good solid 3 or 4 years from now i believe that a lot of people who attend the first your first million in april will walk mm. across the stage on 2027 as millionaires who weren't love I it really really believe that wow i love it talk to me about like this belief right like uh, and i think when i met you i asked this question about hey where did you find the belief in yourself when you were when you were struggling to find a find a roof and you've kind of elaborated in the book as well in it's about damn time but i want to hear from you personally where do you find the belief even till today you're you're actually yeah. shooting stars even till today you're not stopping right for yeah. a homeless person getting a home is a, is shooting a star mm. and from there you're shooting another star so now you're you want to make thousand millionaires which is like and then ambitious thing so where do you yeah. find this belief uh, it's very it feels very natural to progression to me it's that i continue like i started wanting to build backstage capital the venture fund that has now invested in 200 underestimated mm -hmm. founders i started that with the understanding that there are so many of us who have been overlooked and mm -hmm. undervalued and underestimated and if we just had a little bit more, we've done so much with so little, what would happen if we had a little more? That was mm. the thesis, right? And then, mm. and then, you know, it would have been a dream come true to just be able to do that. To, I said I wanted to invest 100. In 2014, I said I want to invest 100. People laughed. Now we've invested in 200. So right. having done that, I've seen thousands of companies. I've seen ups and downs. It hasn't always been nice, right? It's been some really rocky road, but I've seen it. And and what I get reminded of every single year is just like how amazing people are. So you say you're rooting for me. I'm rooting for all of us. I'm rooting mm. for you. I'm rooting for you to be on that stage. I'm rooting for you, you know, for this podcast. I'm rooting for the people listening to the podcast. And so that gives me the fuel every single day. Because if it were left up to me and it was just like, oh, what could I gain from this? I don't think I would have been able to get off of the floor of the San Francisco airport. I don't think I would have had the the fuel, you know, or the inspiration to. I would have been really depressed. And but I was thinking, oh, I wonder what will happen if I can make this work. So wow. like what would happen for other people? So for now, like when I think about, okay, I'm I am going after these audacious things and I, I could kind of rest on my laurels, retire even, because I've kind of done a lot, you know, <laughs> so I could I could, yeah. but I'm like, there's so much more that I have been I've seen now that has evidence that there's so much more we can do. Right. I think once there is, there is a, there's a lesson for people who are, who make progress in 1%, you know, increments. Mm -hmm. Once you see that 1%, the 2% will become easy. Once yeah. you see 3%, 3% becomes reachable and easy, right? I think I, so one of my favorite personal heroes of mine is Lisa Nichols. Uh, she was on this show called Impact Theory by Tom Bilyeu. Mm. And she was, she was like this incredible person. She, she was a single mom. Uh, she also struggled a lot in the beginning. And she made sure herself that she will reach her goals. And yeah. 
mean, she believes in one thing, which actually gives me chills even now talking to talking to you is that if something you, you can imagine vividly in your brain, that is reachable. Yes. Within, you know, in physicality, in reality. So it's just yeah. a matter of time, matter of effort, matter of like you know, opportunity and all that. So you remind me of her. In yeah. A way. I gotta uh, look her up, Lisa Nichols. I'll look her up. Lisa Nichols, yeah, she's phenomenal. She's an amazing motivational speaker, and oh my god, she kind of like you know, now and yeah. then if I go in 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 the rabbit hole of like lows, I just like hop on and on that particular episode, she's like a superwoman. So yeah, uh, so talk to me about like backstage capital. One of the things I want to ask is that you worked with incredible people, like Mark Cuban invested, you know, in it. And you 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 had a chance to like change people's lives. So, what is that that you've learned throughout building backstage capital in this in the in this last few years? Oh, I've learned a lot. <laughs> um, I again reinforced what I believed. My theory was that we we can do so much with with just even a little bit more resource. The founders that we've invested in. Um, I've really been through a lot. I mean, we invested, started investing in 20, the very end of 2015 Mm. and so much has happened. And then you think about 2020 to 2023, just so much has happened. Um, Mm. there's some companies that are really thriving. I've learned, um, yeah, I've just learned that it's been, it's been a beautiful ride watching people's dreams come true. And watching them see that they can do something that they might have thought that they couldn't. And also watching people who's ha- who have in the past had their dreams doused, the flames doused, saying, mm-hmm. look, there's a little left. There's, there's, there's still chance. And being mm-hmm. that oxygen for that fire for them has been helpful, has been like really fulfilling. Um, I mean, of course, I've learned some tough lessons, too, about people and uh definitely I learned from Mark Cuban. I do I learn from him. You can't help but to learn from him because he's just he's just seen so much, done so much. And he's very um I would say generous with information, although it's not like him tell I'm like sitting at his feet and he's telling me things. It's just like how he operates. I just pay attention. You know? I pay attention to how he operates and um He's 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 so authentic. He can't help himself. He just tells it like he feels. And if he doesn't like something, he tells he tells you. If he thinks something's mm. stupid, he thinks it's stupid. <laughs> but if he thinks it's really interesting, you know, he'll have a, a great conversation with you about it. Mm, I love that. Uh, yeah, I think you know. I think uh, the recent news about his three billion dollar stake at, in Maps mm-hmm. and all that. I feel like he's more authentic than you know anybody else. Uh, at least he's ambitious and authentic, and he always like shares his lessons like very vocally yes. it's not like... i think he's also you know he's a mastermind so he's always a few steps ahead of people understanding what he's up to right. and i don't know like with maverick i love the mavericks by the way so i don't it's interesting because i had talked about him about the mavericks maybe a day before that came out and he's just kind of keeps everything really close to the vest i saw him three or four days before i saw him in person at a game three or four days before that news came out. And the only thing I noticed was he looked happier than I had seen him. You know, he's never sad when I see him, but he looked pretty joyous Mm. and content when I saw him. 
I think I read something. You know, he does, but I also I, he does, and I think that's very real. But I also think he has a bigger play somewhere. Maybe. You know, people, yeah, people are talking. They're not talking about the like. I don't think he's going to be president, but I think he's thinking about like how does he bring a gambling to Texas, and how does he become, you know, have instead of six million dollar net worth, how does he have a sixty million dollar net worth? Mm, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, let's talk about founders. You know. Mm-hmm. What makes an underrepresented startup founder an overachiever in your eyes? Well, I'm just there's so much we have to overcome just to walk out our front door in this country. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's just like there's so much that you can just name any group, and we have to take on so much. And that's not to say that every underestimated, underrepresented founder should be invested in, or is fantastic, or is even a good person, because it's just not true. But it's if you have made something happen for yourself as an underrepresented, underestimated founder, especially in the U.S., it has been against all odds. It has been against people who, like for Black people, this country has literally, we had a Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Mm. and they literally burned it to the ground because Mm. they were so threatened by our success after having enslaved us for however many years. Hundreds of years. So if you are a black founder, for instance, and you have figured out how to do something and it's all legal and it's all on the up and up and it helps other people and it's, and it makes profit, you are like a unicorn Mm. and you are, you're special and you have gone through something. Um, Mm. And you can say that for like any, any of us, Latinx, uh, did yeah. you say you're of Indian descent? Yeah, I'm Indian. Yeah, yeah. Indian American, LGBTQ, yeah. women in general. Like, <laughs> it's just the truth. Um, poor white people in mm. this country are treated mm. like crap. Right. Right. right? It's it's, it's yeah. very specific, and that's not to, like there are a lot of wealthy and affluent white people who have helped me, and mm. the ones who get offended by what I said just now are the ones that are the problem. They're, they have a they have they're the problem because yeah. if they can't see it then they're just being blind to they're being um willfully uh ignorant mm. it's the ones who are like you know what you're right like my great grandfather owned the railroad da 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 that's how yeah. I have this money so let's not mince words and let me just go ahead and see if I can put some of that money back into founders who deserve it how about that. Yeah. How about yeah. we don't get so swept up in our ego and our, oh, I, it wasn't my, it wasn't me who had slaves. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Mm. You know, great. So then you agree, then that's not fair. So let's all work together on that. Yeah. I think that togetherness is something that, you know, uh, a lot, many people have hard time to accept, sadly. Mm. You know? mm-hmm. uh, that's why we, that's why we, we, that's why it's, we're all called as minority in the first place. There's yeah. A, I don't like that word. <laughs> there is a reason like yeah because majority of people are like you know against this so i i don't want to get into uh you know all this but but i I really want to understand your mind when it comes to investing as mm-hmm. we see which founders make you impressed like you know what i have to invest in in them so mm-hmm. what what is your criteria of looking at founders underrepresented founders and say that if i invest here not for money but they will create more impact. Like in your words, like probably create, you know, a thousand more opportunities or a mm-hmm. thousand more jobs or et cetera, et cetera. So 
what do you see what do you see in a startup or an entrepreneur before you invest well i am a, a venture capitalist so i'm investing in people who i believe will make money and they can make impact as well that'd be great um a, a lot of times it you can see it early because like i invest so early that it's hard mm. to tell but mm. a lot of times you can see in someone's curiosity mm. you know that's an, a sign of intelligence is is are they curious mm-hmm. um and are they open to feedback without getting too defensive because right. if they're talking to you who's someone that they're looking for money from in a certain way that's really defensive and it's kind of awkward when you ask a question you press a little bit on something how are they talking to their vendors their customers their employees that's what I always wonder. So it doesn't, I'm not being a tone police. I'm not saying, oh, you have to be sort of nice or whatever. It's just, it helps me understand if you're like, if I say something and I challenge something that you say, just like Mark Cuban does with me all the time, right? Like if I challenge what you just said and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like the way I think about it is dot, dot, dot. Or like, oh, let me, let me tell you how, you know, I had thought of that or whatever it is. That is one way. And then another way I've heard people react to that is, oh, you don't know what you're talking about because I know everything there is to know about. Da, 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 da. You just don't know enough. To, da, da, da. You know, it's just like, okay, well, how far is that really going to get you when you have to, so many, you're a leader. And so do you have so many stakeholders you have to think about? How does that, how far does that get you? And so you can always learn that skill and, and gain it over time. And then someone who like comes to me and they have few resources but they've been able to really galvanize an audience that tells me something like if you don't have an outside investor, you don't have come from money, you may have a little bit of money in savings or you may not, but you have like a waiting list of 10,000 people because they just really love what you have and what you've done in the past, what you've done before you met me with the resources you have. That is always how I'm going to look at it. What have Mm. you done with the resources that you have in comparison? Mm, and that's that. how I look at it. It's like, oh, that's interesting because if they got this far with the resources they have or they lack, that mm. means that they have more resources. They'll they'll go this far, most mm. likely. Mm. So it's it's you know that's the agency that you can have going to someone is that you maybe you don't have a bunch of money. I didn't have a bunch of money, but I had a lot of right. information. And so my first right. investor just invested in me because I had learned so much on my own. She's like, oh, you know so much. You read so much. You understand so much. I just want to see what you can do with that. I love that. And talk to me about the economics, right? Like, you know, I think you've talked about the mindset of a founder. Talk to me about, like, the ideas you invest. You you said you were very early. What ideas excites you uh, or, like, oh, makes you think? That changes. That really does change over time. And, and unfortunately, we don't have a ton of time left to discuss. Yeah. But it, it does change um right now i would say because at 43 and working on backstage for a decade what it really takes is like i say could i do that on my own if i had a decade to do it because if they if i could not do it in a decade that means that it's really something special it goes back to your impact question Mm -hmm. and it means oh i can live through you though i can collapse time through you Awesome. Last question. I know we are one minute away. Uh, how has your philosophy about investing changed since you started Backstage Capital? It hasn't. It hasn't okay. changed. It's been reinforced. It's been if re- we have done so much with so little as underestimated people, 
what would happen if we had more? That's awesome. Same as 10 years ago. That's awesome. One more question because I still have time. Uh, What advice would you give for people who are right now in tough times? So I am personally in in a tough time right now. I I got laid off last week from Mm. my day job. I have, I have, I have my pregnant wife who's like 25 weeks Mm -hmm. and I have like this house closing. So I'm asking this for myself. What advice Mm -hmm. you give me who are going through tough times? uh, Like generally. Think long-term. Get yourself out of bed as quickly as you can and out of a tough mindset. And you can almost do anything. Whatever skill you have, uh, what is your skill? Like, what is your uh, profession? I'm, I'm, I'm a community builder. I'm a founder myself. Uh, marketing, what brand. What sort of job were you laid off from? I, I was a head of community uh, at a at least a startup. Recently. Mm-hmm. That's something, that's a talent that a lot of... Um, uh, entrepreneurs need, but probably even better for you short term that a lot of recently venture backed companies need. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I would say is go to, I know you're asking in general, but I'm saying specifically go to different yeah. funds, tell them right. what your skill is, tell them like your situation, tell you, you were laid off recently, you have a, a baby on the way. And so mm-hmm. you are in a position, they're in a position where they have a little leverage and the thing that you normally would charge X for, you're going to actually charge Y for. Um, mm-hmm. But what you can do is like a three-month um, like a three month consultation with them and then get a couple mm-hmm. of those and then kind of bring that in. Um, mm-hmm. You can also, if you want to spin up a, a course real quick, Amy mm-hmm. Porterfield, look at the Amy Porterfield interview that I did on YouTube on Your First mm-hmm. Million. And Danielle mm-hmm. Leslie, both of them, Danielle Leslie and Amy Porterfield will teach you how to create a course really quickly and then mm-hmm. sell that course online. Mm-hmm. And it some, sounds like something that you would be really good at. And it could mm-hmm. be about community. So maybe they don't want, they can't afford to hire you, an entrepreneur, right. but they can pay right. $100 to hear you talk about how sure. to build your community in 90 days or less. Yep. Yep. Love that. Arlen, this has been a pleasure. Uh, appreciate you for joining. I would love to stay in touch. And, you know, for listeners, you know, you know where to find Arlen. She's she's a powerhouse. So let's, let's all root for her for this big ambition that she's chasing. And uh, that's a wrap. Cheers, guys. Thanks.